Well, welcome everyone to this Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast presented in conjunction with the planning for the 14th annual PEG Swanson event, which will be held April 30th through May 4th of 2018 at the Seaport World Trade Center in Boston. I'm Kent Simmons. I'm a program director with CHI, and our special guest today is Dr. Kip Weiskopf, a resident physician in the internal medicine group at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the presenter of the 2018 Young Scientist keynote at PEG Boston. The PEG Swanson Young Scientist keynote was launched at the 2017 PEGS to recognize a rising star in the field of protein science who is currently in a postdoc program or who has completed a postdoc in the last five years. Dr. Weiskopf was selected by our advisory group from the field of over 30 candidates from leading industry and academic research groups in the fall of 2017. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Weiskopf. Thank you so much, Kent. It's really an honor to be selected and I'm excited to speak at PEGS this year. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit about your work and maybe start at the foundation of your field of research. Your work focuses on some really exciting new developments, rapidly growing field of cancer immunotherapy. And I wondered maybe if you could just give us a few thoughts on where you think this field is heading and what you see as being the next generation of cancer immunotherapy. Well, the majority of immunotherapies to date have focused so far on adaptive immune cells, particularly T cells. And immune checkpoints are molecules that regulate immune cell activation against cancer cells. And I see the next generation of immunotherapy as things that focus on other arms of the immune system, particularly the innate immune system. So there's some studies currently looking at NK cells, and we've been looking at myeloid cells, so cells of the myeloid immune lineage, including granulocytes such as neutrophils, as well as monocytes, dendritic cells, and particularly macrophages. And I think that macrophages are cells with tremendous potential as effectors of cancer immunotherapy. Tell us a little bit more about macrophages and about their potential in this space. I really think that macrophages are the most interesting cells in the body. They're found in all tissues and they participate in essentially all states of pathology. Macrophages are specialized to eliminate pathogens via the process of phagocytosis. And in cancer, there tends to be a high number of macrophages that infiltrate tumors. When you look at histological sections of tumors, up to 25% or more of the cells in a mass can be entirely composed of macrophages. Macrophage infiltration often correlates with poor prognosis, and the thinking is that macrophages secrete factors that promote tumor growth and tumor dissemination. I think that macrophages are poised to be tremendous effectors of cancer immunotherapy and attack tumors, but they just don't recognize the cancer cells as foreign. In one interaction in particular that regulates macrophage activation in tumors is the CD47 serp alpha interaction, which we found is a myeloid-specific immune checkpoint. So how does targeting of the CD47 serp alpha axis produce anti-tumor responses. CD47 is highly expressed on many different types of cancer, and SERP-alpha is an inhibitory receptor that's expressed on macrophages and other myeloid immune cells. When CD47 binds from cancer cells to the receptor SERP-alpha on macrophages, it sends inhibitory signals to the macrophage that prevents the phagocytosis of the cancer cells within the tumor microenvironment. And a number of different preclinical studies have shown that disrupting the CD47 SERP-alpha interaction using antibodies or recombinant proteins or genetic ablation of the interaction lowers the threshold for macrophage phagocytosis of cancer cells. And this seems to be effective in many different preclinical models of cancer representing both hematologic malignancies, as well as solid tumors. It seems to play particular importance in the setting of combinations with tumor opsonizing antibodies. 
So therapies like rituximab, which is an anti-CD20 antibody used for the treatment of B-cell lymphoma, or trastuzumab, which opsonizes HER2-positive breast cancer cells. And in this setting, it seems like the tumor-opsonizing antibody sends a prophagocytic stimulus to macrophages via the FC receptors, and blockade of CD47 and SERP-alpha augments the response to that therapeutic antibody. And there's also now some evidence that combining CD47 blocking therapies with other conventional immune checkpoint inhibitors like therapies targeting PD-1 and PD-L1 might lead to augmented adaptive and innate immune responses together. And so this is how the CD47 SERP alpha interaction can be disrupted for the benefit of patients. And this is why we think there's so much potential in targeting this interaction for the benefit of patients. So what are some of the different strategies for targeting the CD47 SERP alpha axis? There are now a number of different strategies for targeting the CD47 SERP alpha interaction, and all of these strategies likely differ in their effectiveness, the adverse effects, and also their pharmacological properties. The best characterized therapies are anti-CD47 antibodies, which have been investigated in a number of preclinical models. But there are also now recombinant proteins, recombinant variants of SERP-alpha as FC fusion proteins, as well as uh, some of the work that I did as part of my graduate work, engineering high-affinity SERP-alpha variants that bind to CD47 and block the interaction with SERP-alpha on macrophages. We've now also developed anti-SERP-alpha antibodies, as well as other groups have been working on those too. And now they're bispecific agents targeting CD47 and a tumor antigen, as well as SERP-alpha and a tumor antigen. Um, and currently there are nine clinical trials underway investigating some of these therapies, and we expect that there will be more clinical trials in the future going forward based on the tremendous promise of targeting this axis. And are there any other indications for which targeting this axis might be an effective therapeutic? We've recently found that targeting the CD47 and SERP-alpha interaction may actually be important for conditioning regimens for bone marrow transplant. So traditionally, bone marrow transplant occurs by first myeloablating the bone marrow so that you give high doses of chemotherapy or radiation to clear out the bone marrow to make new space for stem cells from the donor marrow to engraft. We found that instead of using chemotherapy or radiation, we could target hematopoietic stem cells specifically using an anti-CKIT antibody and combine this with CD47 blocking therapies, and that this was sufficient to specifically remove the hematopoietic stem cells from the bone marrow niches and allow new donor bone marrow cells to engraft. Um, so this potentially avoids the downstream side effects and toxicity from using chemotherapy or radiation and is another potential application of the CD47 SERP-alpha blocking therapies. There have been other studies now looking at the possibility of using these therapies for atherosclerotic disease as well as infectious disease and potentially any indication where you're interested in depleting a specific cell population with a tumor opsonizing antibody, we think that the CD47 SERP-alpha blocking therapies could augment these responses. So things, if you're interested in, for example, depleting a specific immune cell subset in autoimmune disease or other inflammatory conditions, this could be another potential application. We've also found that these therapies are conserved across evolution, that they can actually be used to target canine cancer as well. This was a collaboration we established with a group up at the University of Minnesota in the veterinary school where we found that CD47 SERP-alpha blocking therapies applied to canine lymphoma, not just human cancer. This is a fascinating body of work. Are there other myeloid immune checkpoints under investigation? That's a really great question. 
So CD47 and SERP alpha has definitely been the best characterized myeloid immune checkpoint, but there are definitely other myeloid immune checkpoints that remain to be identified. We've recently found that MHC class 1 molecules act as a second signal on tumor cells that inhibits macrophage activation. This is somewhat analogous to their function to NK cells. However, they signal through macrophages via a different receptor. We found that in the case of this novel immune checkpoint, MHC class 1 molecules signal through an inhibitory receptor LIL-RB1 expressed on the surface of macrophages. And we found that the MHC class 1 and LIL-RB1 signaling access acts as a second myeloid immune checkpoint to macrophages and other myeloid cells, and we think it can also be targeted for the benefit of patients with cancer. And given the importance of antigen presentation via MHC class 1, it'll be very interesting to determine whether combination with T-cell immune checkpoint inhibitors can augment the anti-cancer immunity effects of targeting the MHC class 1 and LIL-RB signaling axis. And so there are presumably a whole host of other myeloid immune checkpoints that remain to be explored. And I think this is really one of the very exciting aspects of the field. Well, we'll look forward to seeing how this evolves over the coming years as this makes its way through development and into clinical studies. So last question for you today, what are you looking forward to in attending and participating in the PEGS event next year? I've attended PEGS the past couple of years, and I found it to be a really outstanding conference. I've been impressed with the quality of the speakers and the seamless blend between academia and industry, and it's been a really great forum for the exchange of ideas, establishing new collaborations, and opportunities for networking as well, and meeting new people. So there's been a lot of excitement in the fields of protein engineering and new target discovery, and I'm looking forward to attending because the conference is really becoming one of the preeminent conferences in the field. And so it's for all these reasons that I'm excited for PEGS 2018, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to speak. Well, we'd very much like to congratulate you on your recognition as a Young Scientist keynote for next year. I've enjoyed working with you over the last month or so in this process, and we're all greatly looking forward to your talk at the meeting. Thank you so much. And again, it's a tremendous honor to be selected and very excited for PEGS 2018. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. This has been an interview with Dr. Kip Weisskopf, a resident physician in the internal medicine group at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the presenter of the 2018 Young Scientist keynote at PEGS Boston. PEGS will be held April 30 through May 4, 2018 at the Seaport World Trade Center in Boston. And if you'd like to register for PEGS or learn more about the more than 350 scientific presentations at the event, please visit www.pegsummit.com. This has been another Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast. I'm Kent Simmons, and thank you for listening.